A key mystery in biology is how did rock and air and water come together some four billion years ago to create life? A major obstacle to solving the mystery is that after four billion years, the evidence has been pretty much erased. So now we head out to the asteroid belt to grab a sample of rock that may well be over four billion years old. I spoke with the principal investigator, the head of the science team for the OSIRIS-REx mission, Dr. Dante Loretta of the University of Arizona. I am particularly trying to understand the organic chemistry of the samples and linking that in any way to theories for the origin of life. We're looking at the amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins, and the nucleobases, which are the letters of our genetic code, starting to see some indications that they're present in the sample. And then my interest is the implications of that for the habitability of the Earth and the delivery of these compounds to other locations across the solar system. If organic, in other words, carbon-based molecules came in from space, that would give the system something to work with. I collaborate with a lot of biologists, so I'm really trying to come up to speed on the biology side of it. My background and my inclination is the geochemical side of it. Linking that to the biological processes is, is where I've been spending a lot of my, my study time. Darwin had a hunch that life might have first appeared in a warm little pond somewhere on the surface of the Earth. A more recent hypothesis puts life's origin on the floor of the sea at a hot, though not too hot, hot spring. I would say there's two camps in the origin of life community. There's the Darwin's warm pond, and they usually think about that maybe on a volcanic island, kind of like a Hawaii or Iceland. And then there's the hydrothermal oceanic vents community, and probably the majority of the community is thinking those deep ocean sites. Analysis of the Bennu samples is going to help us understand that question. What we're seeing is that these rocks are a, a rock type called a serpentinite. Here in the Sierra foothills, we are very familiar with serpentinite. We've got serpentine up the yin-yang. <laughs> right. Those kinds of rocks form on Earth at exactly the low-temperature alkaline hydrothermal vent systems that you were describing. So the way I'm looking at it is that is a key site potentially for the origin of life on Earth. We can't really study origin of life in those systems today, but Bennu seems like it represents a very similar geochemical system probably when it was part of a much larger asteroid very early in solar system history. And you might have had the same kind of warm hydrothermal vent creating the same kind of minerals we're seeing here on Earth without the biology, which is why the organic chemistry is so interesting. It's like, okay, what kind of organic chemistry would have been taking place in these early environments on Earth? We can now get a glimpse of that by analyzing the samples from Bennu. Bennu was part of a much larger piece of rock, a much larger asteroid that was blasted apart. Are you saying that larger asteroid itself was large enough to have hydrothermal activities? It probably had hot springs? Exactly. Wow. Interesting. Yes. Now you're, now you're understanding my excitement. For sure. How well preserved can we hope this sample is? The sample looks extraordinarily well-preserved. We're really seeing no signs, first of all, any terrestrial contamination and no sign of any indication of alteration during transport. And we are actually looking for signs of alteration due to exposure to the space environment. We're seeing some indications of that early on, 
But for the most part, the sample looks really unaltered after that serpentinization formation reaction took place. Here on Earth, we get lots of alteration. It's called weathering. Minerals combine with oxygen, they combine with water, all sorts of things happen. What sort of space weathering might you get? When we think about space weathering, you're primarily interested in high-energy particles, cosmic rays. We worry about high-energy radiation like ultraviolet and X-ray, dominantly coming from the sun. And then you have micrometeoroids, which just impact the surfaces and create tiny little craters and make impact melts. The impact is so energetic that it heats up the mineral, actually melts it. Exactly. Dante, this has really been fun. Thank you very much. I look forward to talking again in the future. You are most welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm speaking with Dr. Dante Loretta of the University of Arizona, Tucson, Principal Investigator for the OSIRIS-REx Project. For KVMR, I'm Al Stoller.